Today the church marks an important feast, the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. We call St. Paul the Apostle to the Gentiles. When I was preparing for my confirmation, I had asked my grandfather to be my confirmation sponsor, and he was helping me think of a saint to choose as the patron for my confirmation. And eventually, he looked at me and he said, you should choose St. Paul, because if there's anything that Mississippi needs, it's an apostle to the Gentiles. And so I chose St. Paul. It's, an interest, it's interesting that despite the fact that Paul's own conversion came through a miracle, and despite the fact that Christ even seems to be promising that his followers will produce miracles, St. Paul got his title as apostle to the Gentiles uh, for all the people he converted, not by great works, but through his preaching. Paul didn't need miracles to convert people. He was the miracle. The man who was set to end Christianity had become the greatest preacher of Christ. And so what are we here to make of Christ's promise in the gospel? They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. If they drink a deadly thing, it will not harm them. It's a really odd promise. And certainly there are some Christian groups which have taken this line and have run with it. You hear sometimes about Protestant groups supposedly speaking in unknown languages or snake handling or drinking poison and surviving. And to this end, St. Jerome comments, saying that miracles were necessary at the beginning to confirm the people in faith. But once the faith of the church is confirmed, miracles are no longer necessary. And this, of course, is one way of looking at it. We could simply argue away this passage and say that miracles used to happen, but don't really happen anymore. But that's not really true as well. Half of our school system here is named after a modern miracle, Our Lady of Lords, the apparition of Our Lady to St. Bernadette. And though it is uncommon, it isn't unheard of to find out about miraculous and unexplainable cures in our days, or events when people should have died in some terrible accident but didn't, or when some calamity occurs and yet the most important thing survives, these things do happen. And so while we can talk about Christ's words and take them literally, and there's nothing wrong with taking Christ's words literally, we should do that, we can also understand Christ's words in a spiritual sense. Christians today surely do handle snakes and deadly things when they are faced with terrible odds in the faith. Christians who dare to oppose manifest evils in society such as the hundreds of thousands of young people who marched on Washington, D.C. this past week calling for an end to the evil of abortion. Yet the point of Christ's words can be easily lost by the promise of his miracles. What is his point? Not really the miracles. He says, go into the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. That is our greatest mandate from the Lord, and we are not excused from following it. It isn't just the priest's duty to preach. We are all commanded by the Lord to be an apostle to the Gentiles, to spread the gospel of Christ in our homes, in this school, and ultimately throughout the whole world.